DraftKings main slate, you've come to the right place. My name's Clark Lawrenson. I'm here with the one and only Al Larcher. We are the Sports Addict Fantasy Football Podcast, the Daily Fantasy Football Podcast. That's the branding. We'll, we'll get that figured out by maybe week nine. All right. Well, my, hey. My name listed as Air. Oh, hey, Air. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll hand it over to Air himself. Here he is, Al Larcher. Good morning. Good yeah, morning. all right. Well, good. It's good to be here. Uh, the cat, of course, shut the show off last week. Oh, I hope everybody right. listened. And uh, they, they played some Rashard Penny, and they made a lot of money. It was a tough week because, you know, a lot of the chalk hit. The big the Lions game uh, went off. You know, Hawkinson, who was probably the highest-owned projected tight end, ended up putting something like, uh, you know, 20, 25, 30 points up and just got absolutely crushed the slate. So if you played the Detroit stack, which we were talking up here, um, you, you probably made some money, especially if you got some Rashard Penny in there. Uh, I, unfortunately, I faded a lot of chalk, and that game got steamed so high that uh, I stepped away. I know I didn't play any Hopkinson outside of that game stack, and uh, that, that, that hurt me. So because I play contrarian and the chalk hit, it wasn't a great week last week, although I got a lot of pieces right. Um, this week, I'm not 100%, I'm not 100% done going through everything yet, but, you know, there's some, there's some pieces I like. Um, you know, Austin Eckler is in a smash spot with the L.A. Chargers against the Cleveland Browns. Okay. You know, this is a guy whose who's work increase just keeps going up. And, uh, you know, Cleveland is giving up the big plays at the uh, at the running back position. So, I mean, that's going to be a good play for you. Um, Delvin Cook, you know, recency bias. He, he hasn't played very well. He hasn't put up any uh, tracking points. Of note, he hasn't won any slates, uh, but his price has come down. He's 7,300. Um, his ownership is probably going to be around the 10% mark, and he's playing the Chicago Bears who can't stop the run. So this is a get-right spot for Delvin Cook. Um, I think things look really good for him here. and So he's a guy I'm going to want to invest in at the running back position this week. Um, Damian Paris is uh, – in a really sweet spot too. You know, we're not a hundred percent sure who this kid is yet, you know, rookie, rookie running back, but he looked explosive last week, had a big 70 yard run and he's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if you remember last week, you know, Miles Sanders and Philadelphia Eagles were able to run all over them. So Damian Paris, 6,200, 10% ownership. He's a guy who's uh, really popping in the model. And the number one uh, running back on my model this week is uh, Khalil Herbert. You know, you get the wow. price point, 5900 And uh, the problem is his ownership's going to be high. You know, he, he got steamed up to 30% last week. He's projecting at 20 right now. That could go as high as 30. 
once David Montgomery's officially ruled out. David Montgomery did return to practice this week, so he, he is uh, possibly going to play. So if he does play, Khalil Herbert's still a good play, but not a great play. I, I, I would start fading him. As a matter of fact, I would probably look to uh, fade off him and maybe go to uh, Kareem Hunt, who's you know a similar situation, who's getting you know 14 touches a game in a potent running game. And uh, look, the Cleveland Browns are going to look to run the ball this week. Uh, so that's good for Nick Chubb, but that's also good for Khalil Herbert. So those are kind of what I'm looking at as far as running back goes. Um, Brees Hall is also in a nice spot. Uh, you know, Delvin Singletary, I don't know. That, that's a little, uh, a little thick for me. Uh, James Robinson, uh, he's obviously in a good spot against the Houston Texans. And as I mentioned, Nick Chubb is as well for like the higher price stuff. As far as high price stuff, you know, I'm 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 a little worried about uh, Derrick Henry this week. Not a guy who, uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Derrick Henry, uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey. You know, the San Francisco 49ers have been brutal against the run. They've absolutely shut down the position. Uh, so, you know, Christian McCaffrey and the highest price running back on the slate. Uh, I don't think I want any part of. Uh, just looking at the uh, what what what's been the, ran against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, let me just pull that data up here. Uh, I can go full screen. Hey, and that at work, you know, yeah. some uh, a British pop star in work tonight. So you mentioned Damian Pierce, and I'm very excited about that, Al. In uh, in your year long fantasy, the Tiki League, um, I yeah. tried to trade for him this week. So I, I'm with you on that just nice. for my year long. Uh, I, I got denied. It was a bad, bad offer on my part, but I, I'm not good at yeah. trades. I'm not a, a trade guy. And we, we'll talk about that on our other show on Tuesday on the sports attic, probably. Um, I don't trade where we do discuss year long. I, I didn't think you were a trader. I was going to offer you no. something, but I was like, he's just going to deny it and wonder why the hell they offer him that. So. I'm, you know, I'm starting to be in more open to trades. I, I understand there's like a, you know, a, a benefit to it. I've just never found myself. I feel like when people want to offer trades, they're trying to get get something. rid of their bullshit. Yeah, like so. You go. I feel like you go I don't look like at, taking advantage of people. When people, you know, you, you can put people on the trade block. You look on there, and it's just people that nobody wants. Yeah, they're the ones that are highlighted. Yeah, yeah. like I'm trying to pawn off this, uh, you know, this uh, Travis at the end over there, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, no, no one, of course, wants him. Although, you know, there's some projections that maybe he's going to get a little more playing time. Anyways, the San Francisco 49ers have allowed eight points to the, to the Rams. Uh, they gave up 25 points to the Denver Broncos, uh, 12 points to Seattle, and 19 points to the Chicago Bears at the running back position. But remember that Chicago Bears game was in a monsoon, and uh, that's all they did was run. Yep. Uh, you, can, you can beat San Francisco through the air. Um, they give up a lot more points through the air. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, not a big fan of uh, Christian McCaffrey this week. And Derrick Henry, you know, against Washington, it's an all right play. I'm, I'm not, it's not one I'm getting excited about, but it's, 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 a, game, it's a play I'm going to play uh, because, obviously, Derrick Henry has a real ceiling of about 30 mm-hmm. points, and yep. uh, he has the highest ceiling of any running back this week on the board. Uh, Delvin Cook would be the second highest. Delvin Cook, I think the better play to Derrick Henry at almost a thousand dollars less. You save you save nine hundred dollars, um, but you do pick up ownership. 
Uh, nobody is uh, – oh, that's not true. You, you're picking up about 4 to 5% ownership um, savings with uh, Derrick Henry. But with the with the $1,000 saving or the $900 savings, Delvin Cook, the better play. Uh, as far as wide receivers, you know, I'm always looking more for stacks than anything else. But if, if you're looking at guys who stand out of the pack, uh, Justin Jefferson, obviously, against the Chicago Bears – you know, we don't have our number one cornerback this week, um, you know, uh, the rookie. Uh, so it, it should be it should be a feasting day for Justin Jefferson, who's had up and down games. Uh, you know, if you drafted him in the first round of your year-long league, you're probably not uh, overly excited about what he's done uh, because, you know, he put up, uh, you know, 42 points week one. Then he put up 10 points. Then he put up four points against the Detroit Lions. Last week, he bounced back against the Saints to give you 34 points. Um, this is a really good spot for him. Um, I, th- I think it's realistic to, to consider maybe 30 points from Justin Jefferson as the Bears are just, you know, god-awful. The problem is that uh, um, Minnesota could pull to a heavy lead early and then they could fade on the passing game and just uh, give it to Delvin Cook. So that's the only concern there. Cooper Cup is finally on the board. You know, he hasn't been in the main slate in a while. Um, uh, this guy is just, like, unbelievable. He's projecting, to, he's projecting to put up better numbers than last year. And last year was, like, a, you know, a historic run um, mm-hmm. in, in fantasy. Uh, you know, week, week one, 34 points. Week two, 35 points. Uh, week three, 16 points. Last week, he put up 30 points against the San Francisco 49ers. You know, uh, targets, he had 19 targets last week, 19. He only had six in week three, 14 in week two, 15 in week one. So, I mean, 19 targets. You know, I can't say that enough. This guy's averaging, uh, you know, about 14 targets a game, uh, which is just incredible. So, you know, you, you don't want to give up on Cup. You know, the price, obviously, it's very steep, 9,600. Um, he's still projecting for about 20% ownership, even with that high number. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to try to get him in cash. The price, the price might be just too, too, too hard to, uh, to be able to play Cooper cup. Um, and I, I might like, uh, Jefferson, you know, about eight, eight, uh, 800 hour savings, but you know, there's a lot of big dogs on the uh, slate this week. You know, you have uh, Justin Jefferson in a good spot. You have Cooper cup against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, let me just kind of peek and see what the Cowboys have done defensively against the pass. I think they're sneaky good, but I'm not 100. percent Let's see here, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean they, they've given up. They've given up plenty of points at the tight at the uh, wide receiver position. Uh, they gave up 25 points last week to the Washington Commanders. Um, they only uh, they gave up tw- they, they stopped the uh, New York Giants, but you know New York Giants they don't have a receiving core. The Bengals put up 35 points on them, and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week one when they were still hot uh, they put up 39 points. So you, you could definitely you could definitely could pass on the Dallas Cowboys and uh, yeah so that that's a good play. And then you also have uh, Diggs who's who's just been. You know, his connections with Josh Allen, you know, uh, Gabe Davis is having some ankle problems, frustrating a lot of smart fantasy football players who are heavy in on drafting Gabe Davis. 
I think Gabe Davis is going to bounce back at some point. I don't know where his ankle is just yet, but you, you can't deny the fact that uh, Stefan Diggs is just an absolute beast. 8,400, 10% ownership. I'm going to look to stack him with Josh Allen. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with the run back in that game. Uh, I think I'll go with the rookie, uh, the rookie wide receiver um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The you also have you know Tyreek Hill against the Jets, Debo Samuel against the Carolina Panthers, you know AJ Brown against the Arizona Cardinals. Like there's just a lot of good receivers in good spots. Mike Williams with Keenan Allen probably not playing against you know going up against the Cleveland Browns. So you know spend your money wisely at the at the high end wide receiver. Probably going to punt a little bit at the running back position because. If the top dogs really don't scare me as much. The ceiling isn't as realistic. Um, the best ceiling is probably Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb. You know, like I said, McCaffrey not in a great spot. Derrick Henry's in an okay spot, but Derrick Henry needs those two, you know, those two touchdowns to really get something because he's he's more involved in the passing game this year than ever before. But he's still not in a great spot. And then uh, you know, Delvin Cook, who we talked about, I think is in a good spot, but. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking more at wide receivers this week than than uh, running backs for my ceiling. Um, all right, you know, you, you, any questions uh, as far as that goes, um, or, or do you want to move to the game stacks with the over unders? Yeah, I I was kind of wanting to discuss that. That's where I'm at still. Um, this is the week, Al, that I'm finally going to take what we're doing here while I'm uh, you know doing some of the production stuff here, and I'm going to learn from you, uh, and I'm going to actually right. apply it. I'm going to apply it. Uh, but in, in a better way than what I have for the first few weeks here. So let's roll. Right. I like good. the main Smart. slate. I, uh, I, I have been having trouble finding, you know, this early in the morning drinking my coffee. I don't know how you do this stuff. You do it every Tuesday when you wake up for the, the yeah. evening show. Um, as we've discussed, this is the near, near the end of your night and the beginning of my day. Uh, but right. let's roll with that main slate stuff uh, with, the, uh, with the top over-unders there. Yeah, so what we do is we break down uh, the games based on over and unders. We go for an hour here, so you know we'll we'll get through as many as we can, just running down the list. This is uh, a really ugly scoring week. You know, the top over and under this week is forty nine points. Nobody is projecting over fifty points in an over and under, um, and, and you know the games really reflect that. There's not there's not like a game that jumps out and you go, oh my god. Like last week, you know, you had the Bills game. Yep. And uh, that really jumped out, and it produced for the most part. But of course, weather played a factor in it. And uh, Detroit, you know, Seattle. Yeah, Detroit, Seattle, right? And we were on it. We were on that. Yeah, we we were on it. It was the old, you know, it was a week with the hurricane. Uh, the remnants of the hurricane still coming through uh, went ahead, and it, it it left a lot of rain and wind on the east coast. And it, it took out a lot of high-powered offenses. Uh, so the best game, of course, was the game in the Dome, which obviously makes sense, which was the, was the Detroit game, you know. Mm-hmm. Every, uh, it checked all the boxes. But, again, ownership got too high for it to be a great tournament play. Uh, so, uh, you know, I walked away from it a little bit. Uh, looking at the weather reports, you know, uh, I, don't see, uh, I don't see any rain. You know, we've got a couple dome games. The Chicago Bears, Minnesota's in a dome. 
You know, that bodes well for uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, that bodes well for, uh, you know, Delvin Cook. How? Seattle Seahawks, New, New Orleans Saints is playing in a dome. Yep. And Dallas uh, against the Rams. And the Eagles, again, in a dome against the Cardinals. So those are your dome games. Quickly, what is the uh, Kamara? Uh, you know, he's questionable. Um, how how would I want to go about playing that? Is is a backup good over there? Like, I, I just, I see, like, wh- where do I want to be? Yeah, I mean, the Seattle, so they're playing, they're playing in New Orleans. Uh, we don't know really what's going on with Kamara yet. Uh, let's see if I, if, if I, anything new. Well, then with that game, like is Penny, Penny's ownership will probably jump a bit this week. Is it somebody that you want to stay away from in that game? I don't know. He, he, you know what? He, he's playing, uh, he's getting out more snaps. He's holding off Kenneth Walker, the rookie who, who's challenging him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Kenneth Walker uh, popped up on the injury report this week, uh, so it looks like uh, you know he might he may have some uh, shoulder issues, and uh, you know Penny out snapped Walker uh, forty five to twenty five, so he's a lot more involved. So I like it. The problem is uh, the Saints' run defense is decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they're, they're not they're not a team that that I look to to play running backs against because. They actually do stop the run fairly well. Uh, I could pull up their uh, numbers here. Yep. Uh, up. Game logs. Uh, update. Give it a second here. You know, it's the internet. It's, it gets tired. How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, uh, we do this on Friday mornings because uh, we want you to take us with you on your commute. Um Al mentioned earlier, like uh, Montgomery practice this week for the Bears, uh, so that could affect Khalil Herbert. Uh, later today, we'll see exactly yeah. how uh, how much practice that is. Like, is he limited? What's he doing? Yeah, Friday, 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 Friday afternoon, the injury report drops, so that's where you to get a lot of your good intel going into the weekend. Uh, New Orleans Saints gave up 28 uh, fantasy points to the Atlanta Falcons week one. Al, I would I would just like to add that although a lot of more information drops later today, like listening to us right now is very helpful as well. Like this is going to yeah, help set you up and get these names in your head and let's get rolling. Take a couple notes as I do when I listen to my Friday podcast. So New Orleans gave up 28 points to the Atlanta Falcons week one. Uh, they only allowed 10 points to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week two. And then in the last two weeks against the Cardinals and the Minnesota Vikings, They've held both running backs to uh, 20 points. So, and, and that's collective. Okay. That, that's you know every running back on the roster. They've given up only 20 points of fantasy rushing. So, Rashard Penny, uh, not sexy of a play this week as he was last week. As far as Kamara, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't know what the ex- exact uh, word is, whether he's uh-huh. playing or not. Um, uh, likely to miss... Kamara looks to be back. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and uh, running backs have been able to run uh, well on Seattle, averaging five point yards per carry and five all-purpose touchdowns through four games. So, you know, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I think uh, I think Kamara's going to get a full workload. 
And if that's the case, yes, he's 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 valuable. Okay. Somebody you definitely want to play, and you want to be ahead of the curve, you know, especially in tournaments. You want to beat the ownership there. Right. So taking a risk on Alan Kamara um, when other people might be, you know, saying, "Hey, let's wait, let's let him play a game, and let me see how he plays before I go ahead and invest in him." Right. Well, that that that's generally not a risk you're going to want to take. Right now, Elvin Kamara is projecting for almost 20% ownership. So it looks like people are willing to take that risk, and they're not going to be afraid of him. If if that ownership sticks around 20% or goes higher, I actually probably would fade Elvin Kamara at that point because I want it, I want to be the guy who's playing him because no one else is because they're scared about the injury and his return. If he's not 100% and he's coming back and 20% of the field is playing him, I'm probably going to want to step away, you know, and, and go ahead and, and move towards trying to get that Austin Eckler in or, or the Delvin Cook play. So, uh-huh. yeah, I, I, I wouldn't uh, – I'm not too excited about it. All right, so moving on to game stacks. And if you notice, we haven't talked to any quarterbacks yet, and that's because I like talking about quarterbacks within the game stacks. So now, because they're usually the best plays are the ones with the highest over-under because, of course, that's where the fantasy equity is. Um, Philadelphia Eagles versus the Arizona Cardinals has the top over-and-under this week at 49 points. Um, this game is going to be pretty decent. You know, Kyle Murray has been has been bouncing back a little. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles are projecting for 27 points. Uh, Arizona Cardinals are projecting for 22 points. It's a late game. So, you know, if you want to take some risk early in the day, um, you know, and play some lower-owned pieces, and if they hit, then you could move towards the chalk in this oh, game. I like that. Um, so, you know, it's good It's good with these late stacks to be able to kind of, um, you know, play around them. Uh see here you know james connor miles sanders i think both running backs are playable um currently their ownership is next to nothing um they're both under five percent in ownership um you know not 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 great plays but you know when you have ownership under five percent and you have a game that possibly uh could shoot out um the running backs could very easily get involved I don't think I'd play either of them in a game stack. Um, I think I would look to play those running backs in other game stacks. But, uh, you know, right now, uh, Miles Sanders is averaging uh, 20 touches a game, 98 yards, um, has a a touchdown in almost every game. uh, And running backs have been able to run on Arizona. So, you know, Miles Davis is definitely uh, a guy who I've been looking at a lot. Miles Davis, huh? I'll take Miles Davis. Yeah, he, a lot of players just don't like playing Eagles running backs. They don't I, like playing Miles Miles Sanders. There we go. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. No, that's all right. Miles you Davis know. is great. I mean, the birth of cool, man. You know. There you go. Hey, you gotta you gotta throw it out there once in a while. I'm a fan. Good yeah. So Lord. Miles Sanders, no Barry Sanders. People are a little little concerned about playing Miles Sanders, but five percent ownership and the workload he's been getting. Um, I think this is this is a good play. He's also he's a guy who's getting a lot of work the within the twenty yard line within the green zone. So he does have really good uh, touchdown equity. 
the Arizona Cardinals have allowed the league's eighth most passes per attempt mm-hmm. and the highest completion rate and the, the fifth most passing touchdowns. So this is a, a, a good week to be looking at maybe an A.J. Brown uh, stacking him with, uh, with Hertz. I mean, Hertz is an obvious play each and every week. I don't think I need to say that. You know, he, he's a guy who uh, at eighty one hundred at eighty one hundred dollars. Obvious play. I like hearing that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like that's probably too expensive for cash. He's probably priced out of the cash game at okay. this point. But you know, eighty one hundred in a tournament. You know, the stack is very expensive. This is gonna be a hard game to play. You know, you're gonna have to figure Ooh. things out here uh, because if you want to play AJ Brown, you're talking about seventy five hundred. You know, uh, the tight end gets involved, Dallas Goddard. He's 4,700, 10% ownership. I think he might even just single stack uh, Hurts to Goddard. But, you know, A.J. Brown is in such a great position I see this Brown, week. I see he's at 5 to 10% ownership somewhere in there. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, yeah, between 5 and 10. That, that's accurate. That, um, that actually intrigued me, that it's not 10 to 20. Uh, I mean, I guess it's the price, right? Yeah, the, the price is going to hold him down. Mm-hmm. The price is definitely going to hold him down. Uh, Devonta Smith, uh, 6,000, uh, he's under 5% ownership. So, I mean, I think that's kind of a sexy stack. I I know the chemistry just hasn't quite been there with Hertz yet, but Mm -hmm. when you're talking ownership that low and you're talking about a, a passing situation, that's this good. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of worth looking in. Uh, it's not my favorite play, obviously AJ Brown is where I want to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, Goddard is in a good spot. Uh, the Cardinals have given up the third most fantasy points to the tight end position. Okay. So, you know what? Forget what I said about uh, Devontae Smith. You know, that's garbage. Let's, let's you know, even, even with that low ownership, um, I'm, I am going to make some stacks with Devontae Smith, but, you know, the chemistry just hasn't been there yet. But the Goddard at uh, 4,700, now we're talking about really saving a little money, nailing down the tight end position, and then you can run it back with uh, – that's, that's you know, Rondell Moore, he, he came back sure. week uh, – this was his first week back last week, and uh, his usage is there. Um, Rondell Moore at 4,100. 15% ownership is going to be a little high, uh, but he's a guy worth looking at. Uh, tight end Zach Ertz is going to have around 10% ownership. Another good back, uh, another good run back option. Um, I'm also playing Kyle Murray. He's under 3% ownership. You know, everybody obviously is going to want to play Hertz in this game stack, but you know, Murray could get it done. You know, Cliff Kingsbury is just a shithead, and that's the problem with the with the Arizona. Uh, offense. 7,400 you know, for Kyler, I see, for Murray. Yeah, this is a guy, you know, we people talked up and got all excited about when he first became coach. You see that a lot with young coaches. You know, even with Nagy in Chicago, you know, he, he, everyone was excited after the first year. But then you start realizing these guys, you know, they're just shitty coaches. And uh, Cliff Kingsbury in his low A dot passing attack just isn't working. You know, you see, you see what Kirk is doing. You know, he leaves the Arizona Cardinals. He goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the dude's a stud, you know. And Cliff Kingsbury just had no idea what to do with him. So, you know, uh, F, the, F Kingsbury, F the Arizona Cardinals. But 
as far as uh, game stacks go, you know, like I said, under 3% ownership right now projected for Kyle Murray. The dude has a real ceiling. You know, I, he could put up 30 points. Um, probably not going to happen, but again, 3% ownership is a risk I want to I take. Uh, 58 attempts against the Rams, 49 attempts against the uh, Raiders. Um, so they're throwing. I mean, again, it's a lot of a, it's a lot of low A dot. It's a lot of underneath passes, you know, slants and gimmick plays. But you know, the attempts are there for the real ceiling. Um, and then you know, James Conner. Um, I don't know if I'd like that in the stack. You know, you don't. You usually don't want to go running back in the stack unless it's a guy like Eckler who's who's involved so much in the passing game that you know you can't ignore it. But yeah. It's a good game. I'm not in love with this game by any means for a stack. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm going to build like my small field stack, like you know the fifty dollars single entry. I I don't think I'm I'm going to take on the Philadelphia Eagles uh, just because of cost, just because of uncertainty. You know, there's a real chance that the uh, Philadelphia Eagles just steam. They just steamroll the Arizona Cardinals. You know, they 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 put up a bunch of points quick, and uh, they just you know, kick it down to Miles Sanders. They slow the pace of the game down, and uh, the runbacks aren't great. I, I'm not really sold on any one Arizona Cardinal, which makes it hard to build a stack around because I just don't know, man. And, and mm-hmm. I'm not excited about anybody or, or their ceilings. So it's just a situation that I, I may um, be very hesitant to play, but – it's definitely worth noting because it is the highest over-under on the week. And uh, I will have a little bit of equity in this game. But like I said, I'm, I'm not going full in. And the higher the ownership goes in this game, the less interested I'm going to become. Fair. Um, but w- with, the cost of, with the cost of the players, I don't know that uh, it's really going to be a factor anyways. All right. So, you know, not in love with that game. So let's, let's go to the next over and under. Uh, see if maybe you know I can get a little more excited about the next uh, the next team here. And uh, what are we looking at? We're looking at uh, Chargers at Browns. Yeah, forty-seven point five points. This is a game I am excited about. This game this game gets me a little happy inside. My Nick Chubb is getting hard uh, just thinking about the plays I could have in this game. What now? Um, I I really like uh, Justin Herbert. I don't think you can play Jacoby uh, Brissett. So, you know, if I'm running the stack in this game, I'm definitely playing the Chargers side only. 7,100, you know, Herbert, he had his injury. Um, it scared us because we, 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 have a, we have a shared team in the FFBC, and he, he's mm-hmm. our starting quarterback. Yep. I made the, the boneheaded move of uh, drafting him over uh, Lamar Jackson Ooh. because, because you, you know, you had me all worked up because you were taking two hours to help me make a decision. So hang on, uh, hang I, on. I, I talked myself out of Lamar Jackson. It's a six hour draft. I mean, come on, you need to take some time. Yeah. Yeah. Put the, the goddamn if, kids. If the time's allowed, just like, just like when lanes merge, all the lanes, the lines are still there. They allow everybody to be in both lanes. It's the same thing here. When the lines merge, you're allowed, you're right, allowed well, that let's, space. Let's merge into the fact that uh, Justin Herbert is projected at under 3%. Oh, all right. There. So great. This is the second highest over and under nice. on the week, and nobody is playing the stack. Okay, that is tournament gold. 
because you have guys with good ceilings in this game. Uh, I think you could, I think you can honestly stack Herbert with Eckler. You know, it's going to be expensive. Eckler coming in at around 15, 10 to 15% ownership. Um, he's 7,800. Not going to be easy to do, but you can do it. Otherwise, you're looking at playing Mike Williams, who's in a great spot. Um, would you would actually, you say that that would be your sneak stack of the week? Yeah, all right. I'll, that, I'll say it. That's a sneak, the sneaky stack of the week. Sneaky stack of the week. There it is. That's our new segment right there. Al's sneaky Sneaky stack? No, wait. Hang on. It's too early sneaky in the morning. Sneaky stack of the week. Sneaky stack Mr. of the week. It's easy to say. In honor of Mr. Kim and uh, and uh, whatever that show is, Kim's Convenience, you know, the, the sneaky attack. There um, you go. Nice. nice. Yeah, the, the, the Cleveland Browns are actually pretty good against the passing game, but they're missing uh, a, a couple of their uh, defensive linemen. Um. It looks like Miles Garrett is going to be out. Uh, Javante Clowney is having some ankle issues. Uh, Taven Bryan and hamstring. Uh, their middle linebacker, Anthony Walker, is on IR with a torn quad. So um, teams have been able to run on them really well. So, again, Eckler, really good play. I mean, I can't say that enough. You know, we talked about him when we were talking running backs. Now we're talking about him in the stack. I don't play running backs generally in a stack, but I am in this situation. Um, you know, Mike Williams is is a good play. He's a good running. He's a good wide receiver. He's clearly the number one guy to go to in the stack, yep. uh, especially if uh, Keenan Allen isn't out. I think he averages something like uh, ten or eleven points when Keenan Allen plays, and I think it's somewhere between like sixteen and seventeen Ooh. in games where Keenan Allen is out. So he, he's projecting a lot better without Keenan Allen. His ceiling's about 22 points this week, 7,100. You know, obviously you can't stack Eckler um, and Williams. Uh, so you're probably going to want to play a little uh, Gerald Everett. You know, he's under 5% ownership. Um, he's used in the passing game. He's got a questionable tag, but I think he's fine. Allen, uh, Keenan so. Allen did not play yesterday. Or did not practice yesterday. Did not practice. Yeah, I don't. Keenan Allen's not going to play in this game. I yep. don't think. Yep. So uh, Gerald Everett's your next best play, forty-two hundred. Most realistically, you're probably going to want a double stack without Eckler. So Mike Williams, Gerald Everett would be my go-to. Okay. I think the run back on the Cleveland side is pretty easy. David Njoku has been played uh, has been playing really well. Um, he has good chemistry with, with uh, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, they've, they've been utilizing him uh, in the red zone. You know, he's projected at 10% ownership, uh, which is decent. You know, not great. 3,800. Um, obviously, you're going to have to double stack your tight ends if you are playing Everett, uh, which is a situation. If you don't want to double stack tight ends, something I'm not really a fan of. You know, the, the next obvious answer is Amari Cooper under 3% ownership. There's just no ownership in this game, and there's guys with realistic ceilings. You know, Mari Cooper could get you 20 points at six grand. You know, Mike Williams could get you 22 points at uh, seven, seven grand. And then uh, Herbert, you know, we know the dude's a stud. We know he could ball. You know, he could get you 25 to 30 points at uh, 7,100 and, you know, finishes a top five quarterback on the week. So, you know, I think people are going to be looking for higher ceilings, but. 
this game has potential to really get rolling. You know, if if uh, Cleveland if if the Chargers come out strong fast and Cleveland has to give up that running game because again, uh, Nick Chubb great position, but if they have to abandon Nick Chubb at the running game and they're just throwing to uh, Amari Cooper, you mm-hmm. know, wow, we got we got ourselves a we got ourselves a tournament winner, um, and that's a risk I'm willing to take. Uh, Amari Cooper has been hot and cold all year because this team wants to run the ball. So mm-hmm. when they can run the ball, you get situations like against the Carolina Panthers where he puts up four points or last week against the Atlanta Falcons, he puts up two points, you know, absolutely uh, pitiful, disgraceful, two points from the, your, your number one wide receiver on the Cleveland Browns. Yep. But in weeks, uh, two and three, he put up 28 points and 25 points against the New York Jets and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, if he gets involved in this game plan, we know Amari Cooper can play football. We know what he's capable of. So it's just a matter of opportunity, and uh, the opportunity realistically can get there. So I do like this game stack a lot. This is a stack I'm probably going to at least play, you know, 15% of my lineups are probably going to be on this game. As far as a single entry tournament, you know, a 6,000 person tournament with like a single entry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know yet. Like I'm not there in deciding, but I'm definitely going to look at this game as a possibility. Uh, looking at the weather, uh, you're talking 66 degrees, partly cloudy with 14 mile an hour winds. That's the projection right now. Uh, so yeah, weather's not really a concern. Uh, this game could could, this game has potential. Now, when, you, I, I like, when you're playing yeah. in your max 150 team leagues, what, what percentage are you putting on somebody like Cooper there with that lower ownership and if it hits? What are you doing? Like, well, I don't even understand. Is it 5%? Like, what, what are you doing here? How much are you playing them? So there's certain players where I play only in stacks. Okay. And then there's certain players I will play in my stack and out of my stack. And then there's certain players who are on teams that, like, you know, like I might consider playing uh, Darnell Mooney as a flyer this week. You know, he's in a he's in a, he's in a good situation. I don't yep. know that I'm going to play Justin Fields in the Chicago Bears stack, so he's a guy who play outside of stacks. So guys who have absolutely no restrictions, you know, they can play in stacks, they can play out of stacks. Um, those guys, I'll play usually up to twenty twenty percent. They can go as high as thirty percent, mm-hmm. depending on their price point and ownership. But a guy like Amari Cooper, who I'm, I, I'm the only way I'm playing Amari Cooper is if I'm playing uh, a Justin Herbert stack and he's a run back. And because I also like Njoku, you know, a hundred percent of the run back isn't going to be Amari Cooper. Okay. You know, it's probably going to be like I said. I like to play maybe fifteen percent of Justin Herbert. So you're talking maybe ten percent on Amari Cooper and five percent on Njoku. So the answer would be about ten percent. Now the field has him at about three percent ownership. So I'm coming in way overweight on it, which is great tournament. Play. Yep. Okay. Got it. Thank you. I think that's all I got to say about that game. That's all I got to say about that. You know, yep. Steve Austin. Yep. Um, yeah. Let's, there you let go. Me go back to the over and unders. Over and unders are, you, go? you know, I use, I use fantasy labs and you got to scroll you know, to to the right to find the Vegas section. No. So the over and unders are not easy to get here. So that's why it always takes me a second when we jump between games. Right, uh, right, right. You know, we got about 
we got about 20 minutes left, so uh, you know we can probably get two, three games uh, out of here. We, we've uh, we've talked up the Philadelphia Arizona game. I'm less on that than I am on the uh, Cardinals. How about sorry, the Chargers Cleveland game? How about New Orleans hosting Seattle at 46.5? Does um, that sound about right? Well, I, actually, I have them listed at 46 on the over under. Okay. Um, 46 and a half. I have the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, me too. Um, That'll work. Would be my, would be my next my next game, and this is a game like this is a get right spot for Tom Brady. Um, this is a game where I think you 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 play Tom Brady, you double stack Tom Brady, and you know this is uh, uh, the Atlanta Falcons are a team you could do kind of what you want with against defensively. Um, so yeah, I, like this is definitely a week to go ahead and stack Tom Brady and build a stack around him. Wow. Uh, okay. It, it's going to be a situation again where once I start building a bunch of teams and a bunch of different stacks, I'm going to see where this measures up as far as ceiling um, before I get too excited about, but um yeah, you know, Tom Brady, he, he is having some problems with his shoulders. He's having some problems with his fingers. Um, but this is uh, just a, just a, a, a pass-friendly uh, environment for him. Um, as far as Marcus Mariota, I think you can play him as well. Um, I, I think the Tampa Bay – yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think the Tampa Bay defense could really shut down Atlanta. I'm not excited to play the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I don't know if I'm a full fade on Mariota yet. Uh, it's been really disappointing. You know, every week he projects well in fantasy, and every week he just duds out. Um, I, I think the hype and the hope on Mariota is a lot higher than the results. You know, uh, he had 20 points week one at 5,200 against the Saints, and I think everyone got excited about Mariota because not only was he passing the ball, he was running. Uh, but then against the Rams – he gave you, he, he delivered 16 fantasy points against the Seahawks. He, de, he he delivered 17 fantasy points. And then last week where there was just a, a shit ton of hype that Mariota was in a smash spot. The dude puts up five fantasy points, you know, in the Scott fishbowl, um, you know, I have him as my quarterback too, you know, cause I, I had to bench Justin Fields because Justin Fields was putting up negative points in the fishbowl last week, Mariota, you know, put up negative points, and uh, I just can't. I just can't get right at that that quarterback two spot. I'm struggling. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'm full fading this week on on Mariota, even though my projections actually have him as a better play. Uh, Tom Brady is going to get owned. His his ownership's projected about 15. percent I don't think I will play this game stack that heavy. I'm probably looking at maybe seven percent of Tom Brady in all my lineups. Okay. Uh, Lenny Lenny Fournette is in a, is in a really good spot this week. Would um, it be Would it be crazy though, even though you're not going to Mariota to uh, to run back with uh, with like London just uh, because they'll likely be down, or you're not even yeah. you're not interested in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you need the run back. I, I, I you know obviously when I play game stacks, I double stack ninety percent of the time, unless a quarterback has really good equity within their legs. You know, like a Jalen Hurts, you could single stack. Uh, Josh Allen, you could single stack, even though he's a good double stack guy. Um, 
But when you're talking about pure pocket passers like Tom Brady, I'm double stacking, and I'm always bringing a run back unless unless they're projected at so few points that it's just like there's no player worthy of playing. And mm-hmm. I think absolutely um, Drake London is a good play. I think absolutely, you know, Kyle Pitts is a good play. Everyone hates Kyle Pitts, man. He's he's the um, he's the villain of fantasy Twitter. You know, people people you know not not bright drafting this guy. You know, on hopes he was going to play well, and the opportunity is there, but the dude hasn't delivered at all. He does have a questionable tag. Um, I, I forget what the injury was. Okay, uh, but. That, I mean, that's something to monitor. Um, and if he doesn't play, then, yeah, fire up Drake London. The dude's a target monster. You know, they they, they just throw the ball um, to him, and he makes things happen. You know, he's probably the best rookie wide receiver, um, you know, in fantasy right now. Um, you mean there's really no one else. What about, what about Valus Jones Jr.? Of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah, no, nobody. I'm sorry. I told you it was a bad pick when he made it. Finally finally made his Bears debut, and uh, special teams is where his issue was, for sure. Yeah. Oh, Bears. The next, next Hester, right? This show is obviously coming from Chicago, Illinois. Yo, there you go. Uh, Kyle Pitts, is a, it's a hamstring issue, and he's missed most of the practices this week. Oh, so, um, I, I don't fuck with... Uh, inju- with leg injuries, uh, with pass catchers with leg injuries. You know, if you got an ankle injury, got a hammy, you know, anything with the legs, I'm out, man. I don't want any part of it. You know, if it's a shoulder, if it's an upper body injury, um, and you're a pass catcher, I'm okay with it. And then running backs is when I'd start worrying about shoulders. But, um, yeah, so I'm not fucking with Kyle Pitts this week. I'm, I'm full on. I'm taking the trip to London. Um, I, you know, I was hosting karaoke tonight. Harry Styles is in town, and his opening act uh, came in. Oh. And, uh, well, the I've show got forgotten. canceled, right? Yeah, 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 the COVID. I think, I think all the COVID kids came in, uh, you know, because uh, they couldn't play tonight, so they all came, they all came to sing at Trader Todd. Oh, it was canceled because uh, they got COVID? I, I think somebody was ill. So oh, I thought it was weather. Okay, all right, wow. Weather? It's it's, it's in the United Center, Clark. Oh, what it, weather are we talking about? I had no clue where it was. I saw somebody post about it who posts from near where you work, near Wrigley, and you're talking about it. So I'm like, oh, they must have been at Wrigley. But no, yeah. they're down at the I, United the, the lady was Jessie Ware, you know. So I had all these people with British accents singing songs. I got in the conversation with some guys like, how the fuck can you not have Ozzy Osbourne? Oh, and I'm that's like, amazing. I, I go to him, I look him dead in the eye. I go, you mean the reality show star? And, you know, oh, he, he didn't no. find that funny. Oh, but, no. Uh, he's British and are very, they, they really like their Black Sabbath and their Ozzy Osbourne. That's amazing. Um, that's brilliant. But, but yeah. So in, in honor in honor of the British people singing tonight, I'm definitely going Drake London. What's the um, name again of that opening act? Just for, for later for me. Her name was uh, Jessie Ware. Yeah, oh, she, she's actually like she had the top five hit in the UK charts, you know, uh, and uh, we actually had her song in karaoke. Like, her, did you really? Her song was actually one of our karaoke. You know songs, what? That so. would have been the first thing I would have looked at too if I was yeah. running karaoke. I would have gone. Well, the first thing I, I do is Spotify. Song? Yeah, sure. And I, then you look at I the go list. Spotify and see how many views she gets. Yeah, 
And she was at like a half a million. I so, mean, if she's like, opening for Harry Styles, right? Yeah. Okay. Right, right, yeah. right. She's somebody. Mm-hmm. I just, it's funny because she sang her song and absolutely nobody in the bar who, who wasn't British knew who she was. Wait, she so sang her own like, song on karaoke? Yeah, yeah, she did. You know, her manager put her in. You know, the manager tipped me $20 to get up there, to get her up there to sing uh, her own song which I usually don't do with artists. No. You know, sometimes uh, artists will come in, you know, they play the Vic next door and they'll come in and their fans are with them and their fans will come in and they'll try to put the artist in for oh, the yeah. artist's song. And I always tell them, I'm like, dude, the artists don't like doing that. Like that's not like if so-and-so right. wants to sing their song, you know, we had Franz Ferdinand in one night. If Franz Ferdinand wants to sing their song, the dude can come up and tell the them, song. you know, yeah. And he didn't. He didn't sing Fran Ferdinand's song. He said he sang Led Zeppelin. Right. Anyway, I would enough say, about this. I would say mostly they do. But the last thing on the hat real quick is that um, th- what some folks may not realize is that the karaoke track isn't the original music. It's not the original band the way that it's released. That's, it's a reproduction true, yeah. in a studio. So it depends on the version of the song that you have as well. Sometimes that would probably piss somebody off. That's, I yeah. don't know, that blows my mind. All right, back to this. The week she pretty days. much yeah. laughed through her. She pretty much laughed through her song and, and kept, you know, she put the <laughs> microphone in my face to sing a little bit. Of then it. I guess I that no tells how much she really right. wanted to do it. Thanks, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I again, uh, this game is uh, Tom Brady is the double stack. You know, Chris Godwin I think is in a good spot. You know, Julio Jones is dust. Don't even look that way. Um, Mike Evans is always smash and. Uh, for some reason, uh, Cade Atun, the tight end of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is really popping in my model. Uh, he's projected for 12 points. He's 2,500. He's probably going to be a really good punt play. Nobody is uh, playing him. He has under 1% ownership. Uh, so he has sleeper appeal. Uh, yeah. He's a rookie. Uh, Cameron Braid is in per- per- uh, concussion protocol. So uh, okay. the Cotton kid is uh, has potential. There's still like a two-way committee. You know, he's not. It's not like he's going to be the number one tight end. Uh, so, you know, it's not a sexy situation. But at 2,500, you know, that's a damn good play. If if the dude puts up nine points, you know, you, you cash the checks, man. Head over to the currency exchange and cash that check. Because it's paying. I mean, I so can't even find stack. the damn guy here. Jeez. Yeah, you, you double stack this uh, Otten kid with uh, Mike Evans and, and Tom Brady and uh, Drake London. And then next week, call into this program and tell us how much money you win. And thank me personally. How do you spell uh, Otten? The, the L. Ray of DraftKings. Because this is, this is the winning combination. I'm telling you. All right. Otten is O-T-T-O-N. I was thinking A-G-H. Uh, that karaoke thing was a sidetrack that I could get down, Al. That wasn't too much time, but I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. I don't know. Yeah, if you, I don't yeah, know what the Daily like Fantasy listener, listener thinks. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening to this program where, you know, we, we kind of got a micro machine talk through, uh, you know, the plays, because we only do this for an hour. It's early in the morning, and we want to get as much content out there as possible. But we do have a show on uh, Tuesday nights where all we do is go off topic. You know, we, we try to talk sports, but all we end up doing is talking about everything but sports. That's why we do this program, 
There's you quite know, a few kinda, people uh, chatting with us through the different places that – I mean, one they say one thing, and we're, we're on to the next. Like, they will throw yeah, us yeah. in a new direction, and I think they know what they're doing, which is great. That's fine. I appreciate it. But, yeah, that's Tuesday night, 6.30 Central Standard Time. So we got we have another game with the uh, forty seven and a half over and under forty six and a half right yeah forty six and a half exactly way to be on top of things uh, Clark and that's of course the Buffalo Bills carrying uh, the over and under for the Pittsburgh Steelers you know uh, Buffalo's projected at thirty points Pittsburgh's projected at sixteen points um, this is a game maybe maybe you don't bring back. You know, I said almost 90% of the time you do a bring back when you stack this game, you may, you may want to, you may want to look elsewhere. You may want to look, you know, uh, at another, at another team uh, for the bring back uh, Josh Allen. Obviously I, I don't, I don't have to talk too much about it. He, right now he's projected at 25% ownership, which wow. is insane, insane for a quarterback. There's no way I, I can I don't, I don't believe he's going to be all that highly owned. But this this slate is so weak at the quarterback position. You know, he's 8,200. You know, Jalen Hurts is, you know, $100 less um, in in a uh, uh, similar situation. So, yeah, I don't believe that that, uh, Josh Allen is really going to be this highly owned. But you you have very clear stack against the the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. You know, you have uh, Stephon Diggs. You have... Uh, Gabe Davis, who's been a letdown with an ankle injury. You know, if this is a bounce back spot, then boom, this this might be playable. But Stefan Diggs at 8,400, and then uh, Josh Allen at 8,200. It's a very expensive stack. It's going to be very hard to play. Um, the best run back is probably George Pickens at 4,300. He's under 5% ownership. Um, if I'm attacking this game, Man, the prices are so high. I don't even think I could double stack. Um, you know, Fryermuth is another play at forty one hundred. Uh, Dawson Knox, he's so touchdown dependent. Like if he goes, if he gets two touchdowns, you know, obviously he, he's a hell of a play at thirty six hundred and mm-hmm. you know under three percent ownership, and he makes the double stack work. Um, but you know, I don't think he's had a touchdown on the air yet, so. It's unlikely. Um, I, I'm definitely going to have at least one double stack of digs and uh, knacks. Um, but I think I'm also going to try to just single stack this game. You know, give me Josh Allen. Give me the powerhouse. Give me digs. Give me digs. Give me Allen. Uh, I will run it back. And I think I'm going George Pickens or uh, Fryer Muth at the tight end position depending on uh, a cost efficiency. Mm-hmm. But I think George Pickens at 4,300 um, is good equity. Like, like the dude's getting, he's getting the targets. Uh, we don't really know what the chemistry is with the, with the rookie quarterback. Um, you know, now that, that dusty ass Mitch Trubinsky was like, my God, one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. You know, the, the Bears traded up to get this guy. Oh, like, man. let's never forget that fact mm-hmm. that this, this horrible quarterback was a Chicago Bear that we traded up for. Kenny Pickett, um, you know, I'm definitely not going to have any Kenny Pickett stacks. Uh, I, I don't know what Kenny Pickett is really capable of. Um, but if he has any chemistry with, with George Pickens, you know, uh, 
I hate to say it, but the Pickens are slim for for run back uh, potential in this game. So that's probably why I'm going to play Pickens. Eight targets last week, six catches, 102 yards. Um, you know, half the game, I believe, was with Pickens. Uh, I think uh, Mitch got benched at the halftime. So, um, you know, if that's the case, it looks like maybe they do have a little bit of uh, chemistry. I didn't bother yeah. watching this game back, you know, in the 22s. I because, see you know, I see Deontay Johnson is questionable. And I uh, hear from, uh, from uh, Matthew Terrell four days ago. He said that it, it did appear that Pickett, preferred to throw to rookie George Pickens. Yeah. I think that's good info. I think that's good intel right there. Um, so I think my sole run back in this game is going to be George Pickens. There it is. I don't think I'm going to mess with uh, with Devontae Johnson, especially with the questionable tag. You know, he does have a 20-point ceiling, and he is under 5% ownership. So uh, I'm definitely going to have to take a second look at, at, at Johnson but right now, man, I'm just leaning really heavy towards George Pickens. I think that's the play. Okay. That's great. And then, again, Ellen Diggs, don't overthink it. Don't try to be a genius. Don't galaxy brain. Just go with what you know works. And then figure out how to get off your ownership and money elsewhere. Um, I haven't really gotten into cheap plays this week. Um, I, don't, I don't know how the board fits uh, with, with uh, some options. I, I mentioned Darnell Mooney. Um, in a dome, you know, if by God, if Justin Fields, I mean, if they just could throw the ball a little bit, uh, you know, Mooney, I think he does have potential. I mean, he's 5K, so that's not like super saving. Uh, uh, so, that, I mean, that's going to be a situation this week. It's going to be trying to find value. Um, I don't think there's really any value in the running back position. And, uh, again, I haven't really explored much the uh, cheap options. Uh, Josh Reynolds, 4900 it looks like uh, St. Brown is going to sit again, um, which kills me in the, the Scott Fishbowl. But, um, yeah, 4,900, Josh Reynolds with a 17-point ceiling. That's a really good play. Right now he's only at 7% ownership. I think once St. Brown's officially out, that'll jump to about 20% ownership because it looks like that's one of the few really good low-cost plays. Um, Zay Jones, who has a questionable tag right now, I'm going to monitor that situation of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's projected at, you know, uh, 15 to 20% 20%, 20 ceiling, you know, under 10% ownership. That's probably a decent play. Rondell Moore at 4,100 is a guy I'm probably going to look at. Uh, Juan Jennings, no, not interested. Yeah, man, I don't – there's not a lot of value on this slate right now. Yep. You know, it's going to take somebody getting injured to really steam somebody else uh, up. Nelson Aguilar, four grand. Yep. What's but, happening there is the blog talk radio uh, live listeners over there on the audio feed. Uh, they're going to be uh, – they will no longer be listening. Uh, the podcast, it's still there, Al. And the, uh, and the live shows, of course, we're still here. We'll do, we, we can go a couple over the 60. 60 is the aim, of course, because uh, I think yeah. that's about a travel for people in the mornings or afternoon, you know? Right, right, right. Let me see if there's a game that excites me, Aaron. Um, Let me yeah, see Miami, here. The Miami Jets game. Like, man, what, what's going on with the, with the Jets? You know, I, I, Zach Wilson, is he going to be able to get the ball to uh, – Garrett Wilson, if if he can get the ball to Garrett Wilson, 
shut that lady up. Right, that's just it. hang up on her. Yeah. Would you just hang up on that? Uh, this Teddy Bridgewater is a reliable backup quarterback, and it's a good scheme. I think he's gonna he's gonna fit perfectly. Uh, I am gonna play some Teddy Bridgewater stacks. Uh, you know why not? Uh, how many more opportunities in life are you gonna have to play Teddy Bridgewater stacks? Um, you know Tyreek Hill, great spot. Uh, Jalen Waddle, like you know who the players are who are gonna get the ball. It's Waddle. It's Hill. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think I like that game a little bit. Run it back with Garrett Wilson and just hope for the best. I'm not going to put a lot of equity in that game, but uh, I'm definitely going to look at it. All right, let's go back to – there's no other game that really excites me. Houston, Jacksonville is, mm-hmm. is kind of intriguing, you know, but, like, you don't really have a quarterback worthy of playing there. Right. Um, which makes it really hard to to get excited about. Uh, let's go Vegas. I think I'm liking Mike Evans out there at 6,900 projected at 18.1 points. Mike Evans to stack ownership five to 10%. Maybe sprinkle him around. You're talking about the, uh, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is that Mike Evans? Yeah. Yeah. That price point, it seems really low to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that play as well. Uh, what about this Dodge fella in green Bay? Yeah, Dobbs all right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, huh. Well, what's the next over and under? I'm just jumping uh, around a little bit myself. I'm looking at just some undervalued lists here. We kind of talked Seattle, New Orleans. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of I haven't done a lot of my homework on what, that game. What yet. do you know that wide receiver there? That that new one, Ol Olives. Great play, man. Martini, like, yeah. Get it, get it, get in on him. Um, he, he's definitely, you know, dudes who draft him in year long um, are are patting themselves on the back right now. He, he was a great play. Um, he's still he's still a great play. You know, he's fifty seven hundred with a twenty two point ceiling. Like the dude's legit. Mm-hmm. He's a baller. Problem is, you know, he does come with a little bit of risk and very high ownership. Yep. You know, he's not a secret. People know that know to play him. Uh, seven targets last week. That was a low. 13 targets in week three. 13 targets in week two. You know, that's the number one. That's number one wide receiver targets. And a team that plays in the Dome on a week that they're home in the Dome. Yeah. You know, great the, dude's, point. the dude's got great speed. You know, if, uh, one, of the, if one of those New Orleans quarterbacks – you know, whether it be Andy, the, the fucking Red Rocket, I don't know how he's still in this league, if Andy Dalton uh, could get him the ball or uh, Taysom Hill can, can get him the ball. Uh, yeah, like totally worth playing. Yep, and, that's great. Uh, uh, yeah, that Olive, Al, I grabbed him in my eight-team league, which is proven to be a very hard league. I've never done it before. There's just so I many players available, and I'm like, shit, I want that guy. I need that guy. And then you look, and you're like, well, do I? Hell. Everyone's a stud. If I ran, yeah. an, eight, if I ran an eight-team league, I think I would have a 30-person bench. It's so tough. Yeah, absolutely, and, yeah. I mean, you know, like, just let, let people draft. Like, just a massive draft and, you know, let guys – so free agency drives up a little bit. Um, you mentioned uh, You mentioned Dobbs. Uh, that's Green Bay, right? They're yeah, not on the main yeah. Slate. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dobbs is They're Green not on the Bay. Main slate. No, he's just an under. It, he's looking. 
he's on my list of undervalued wide receivers that I'm looking yeah. at here. That's why I mentioned him. Uh, I, I don't know much about him. I haven't really got to see much of Green Bay play outside of uh, when Chicago played him. So I don't think I'm going to play any G- uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I don't think I'm going to touch really that San Francisco-Carolina game. Uh, I do like some of the pieces. I think I mentioned I like Debo Samuel a little bit. Uh, I think that's all I like out of that game. And, you know, he's got 11% ownership. The dude's got a 30-point ceiling. Um, yeah. And, you know, they're, they're using him a little bit as, in the running game. Uh, Jeff Wilson's in a smash spot in that game as well. Uh, I really like Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, I told you, like, uh, I'm not a big fan of McCaffrey this week within that game. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lions, uh, the big winner last week, much different situation this week. They're going up against the New England Patriots, who, who, are, who aren't very – not a daunting task, but uh, New England does play a little bit of defense, and it's in New England, so it's not in the Dome. St. Brown looks like he's sitting again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did mention I think Josh Reynolds is a good yep. play. I'll, I'll stand by that. I, I think he, he's, uh, he is still a good play even in that situation. But, um, yeah, it's not like I, – I think that's just a bad play this week, The uh, chasing the Detroit Lions, uh, even though they've been a very good offense thus far. And, you know, when you, when you look for good fantasy stacks, you're looking for um, bad defenses and good offenses. Mm-hmm. That's why the Detroit Lions are going to be very playable most of this year. Because their their defense is horrible, one of the worst. So their offense is very good, one of the best. So when they're healthy and that offense is in full gear, man, they can put up 30, 35, 40 points. Yep. And then they're, whoever they're playing is going to have to chase and keep up with them. And they're going to be able to do that. Even bad teams are going to be able to do that uh, because the defense is just that bad. So, um yeah, definitely going to want to look at the Detroit Lions just this week against the New England Patriots. Uh, not a big fan okay. uh, of that. Well, um, kind of wrapping, wrapping this thing up, to, uh, to put a bow on it, if you will, uh, earlier at the beginning of the show, you said one of the top guys on your models uh, is Khalil Herbert. So being yeah. that we're here in Chicago, uh, what – what are you going to do? Are you going to sprinkle him around? Um, is it worth taking in that game? Do you, do you grab a Madison in thoughts that it's going to be a blowout and you can play him low valued, or is that going to be the obvious choice? Are you playing cook a lot? Like, are you playing any of them? Is there a game? Are you, are you giving it three games out of your 150? Are you giving it a few games or anything? You know, like, because I try to be a good fantasy player and I try to be a data guy and I try to avoid stupid plays. <laughs> Um, I generally like try not to be a homer, but come Sunday, uh, I guarantee you I'll probably end yeah. up putting play in a little yeah, bit of Justin yeah, yeah. Fields because I can't help myself uh, because I keep believing he's going to have this blowout game and nobody's going to play it. You know, I won $15,000 playing the Denver stack with Drew Locke as That's my right. quarterback. That's right. Nobody touched it. Nobody wanted any part of it. So they let me have it and I won all the money. You know, that's sometimes all it takes. That was a field of, I think there were 250,000 players I beat that week in that game. So just insane. And sometimes you have to think like that, man. You got, you got to look at the guys who have the 3% ownership, who have potential, you know, and and a guy who fits that build right now, 
in that game is Kirk Cousins. Wow. You know, Kirk Cousins, Holy I think, is a better shit. play than Justin Fields. Yeah, uh, I mean. You definitely have a better projection. Yeah. Okay. You know, Kirk, right. Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson. And you know what? Like, go crazy. Why? You know, I say don't play the running back. Why not play the running back? Let's say the, the, the Minnesota Vikings just dominate the Bears. And they, they do it early. You know, they throw, you know, Justin Jefferson gets 100-plus yards uh, uh, receiving. He gets maybe a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns. They're up 14 points. And then they just run the rest of the game. And yep. then it's all Delvin Cook. Um, you know, it's going to be a little too expensive to pull off, in all honesty. You know, 8900 for Justin Jeffers, uh, 7300 for Cook. And, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins isn't free. He's 6300 you know, $1,000 less is Justin Fields. Justin Fields does have legs. He does have equity in the ground. You know the only wide receiver worth playing is Mooney. They found a little bit of uh, chemistry last week. Um, it's just, man, the dude's throwing for, you know, 15 fucking balls a game. It's like insane how, how little the Chicago Bears th- throw the ball. And, you know, they don't have an offensive line is the problem. You know, uh, if you listen to the uh, Tuesday show, I mean, this is all I talk about is the Bears offensive line is just, you know, historically miserable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justin Fields last week was as high. The most passes he's attempted, 22 passes against the New York Giants. The New York Giants. They're just not passing. I keep thinking, oh, Getsy is just going to. Getsy's just going to, you know, wait and uh, make this, you know, bring out the guns at one of these days and just like they're holding back, you know, and they're just going to show it off. But I, I don't think the kid has time. I don't think, I don't think they have time to do anything out no. there. Two, two, two touchdowns in four weeks he's thrown. Well, yeah. And, and both of those were in the first game. Wasn't he scrambling on him too? Like, I mean, well, anytime the, he gets the, yards. The one positive is – like you look for a quarterback with running equity, and last week he ran the ball seven times for 52 yards. Uh, the week prior, he ran the ball eight times for 47 yards. And uh, uh, week two, he ran the ball eight times for 20 yards, but did get a touchdown. Um, but That's great his, for fantasy he, to see his if that can grow. Total, Justin Fields was sacked six times by the New York Giants last week. The New York Giants aren't like – you know, a world beater defensive line. We're talking about like little higher than mid tier, maybe like the 13th best defensive line in football. Definitely uh, not we, the record for uh, times that the Giants have sacked a Bears quarterback in a game. Uh, it's no. two thirds of the way to Cutler's nine, if you recall that. Nine times wow. he was sacked by the Giants in a game. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, don't remember. Nine uh, times. The Houston Texans, who have the worst rated defensive line in football, sacked Justin Fields five times. Uh, so, like, you know, the dude just can't get any time to pass, and they're not, they're not looking to pass the ball. Uh, but let's say they do. If, you know, if he throws the ball 35 times, hell, let's just say 30 times, all of a sudden Darnell Mooney is a real play. Yeah. And Justin Fields is a real play. So, you know what? Maybe they're beat, slowly beat, bringing that in. I don't know. Beat the field to it. Give it a shot. But the only Ooh. reason I'm going to play maybe three teams out of 150 is because I'm from Chicago. That's it. Yes. That's the only reason. Yes. So if you're a smart fantasy player, I'd avoid this game. Now, my model, you know, which I built it, it, through Fantasy Labs, uh, which has won me, you know, two tournaments, 
and I got a, a top 10 finish in the, the $3.20 max, the play action. Um, you know, I finished sixth in that game at one point. Um, it's my second, Justin Fields is my second highest projecting quarterback behind Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. So take that for what you will. He's projecting right up there with Jalen Hurts. Um, oh. Taysom Hill's also projecting well. So, you know, that, that you can take that for what it's worth, too, that maybe this isn't the greatest. Um, my model's actually very, very good at running back. And then wide receiver, I kind of, like, handcraft. And then quarterback, I build through my stacks. So, you know, my spe- the specialty of my model is, is the running back. And, you know, just for shits and giggles, my top projecting uh, a running back this week is Leonard Fournette, uh, Jeff Wilson, uh, Damian Harris, mm-hmm. Brees Hall, and Damian Pierce. Those are my top five running backs uh, within the model. Now, you know, I will do some things uh, to to alter that a little bit. You know, Jeff Wilson, I like a lot. He's at 25% ownership right now. That, that concerns me a little bit. Um, you know, Lenny Fournette, 25% ownership. That concerns me. Uh, Damian Harris, you know, it's the miserable New England Patriots, and they're split running back. They're running back by committee, and uh, I like their other running back, Stevenson, a little better. Uh, so I'm probably not even going to make that play, even though the model really likes it. Uh, Brees Hall, though, you know, he's questionable. That is a good play against Miami Dolphins. A 15% ownership. <laughs> it's worth taking on. And then my, my uh, sixth best – Seventh best is actually uh, Eckler. Okay. So who, who again? That's probably that's my flag tie-in of the week. That's my favorite play. It's going to be uh, Austin Eckler. So last week we nailed Penny. You know I usually like to go a little off the board. Yep. And, and pick a guy who's usually a little lower owned and just a better play. But Austin Eckler only ten percent ownership, uh, seventy eight hundred. He's expensive. Uh, not a guy I usually like to play, but I think this week's a smash spot smash spot for him. So I'm going to, I'm going to say Austin Eckler. I'm going to say, you know, I'll stick with the model. I'll believe in the model and I'll go Jeff Wilson jr. Is my other, my other pick. Those are my two running back plays. Um, My favorite quarterback plays. I'm not, I'm just not there yet, but I, I, Justin Herbert, you know, you know what? I keep mentioning this Los Angeles chargers, Cleveland game. Sneaky stack of the week. That that's that that's my that is my stack of the week. I mean, I think that's the one I'm I'm going to put my most uh, investment in, my most time building teams around. Um, you know, Vegas Vegas is telling us this is the second highest over and under, and there's a lot of pl- pieces that make sense. You know, get creative with it, try different combination of guys, and then see what you can build around it. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is probably my punt play of the week. At quarterback at 5400, um, I think you just get good value there, and it, it allows you to play, you know, uh, Hill or Waddle, or, or uh, better yet, both, because uh, you do want to double stack him. Mm-hmm. Uh, low ownership play of the week is probably uh, Kirk Cousins. We just talked about. Um, I'm even looking at a little bit of David Mills, but you know that that's going to be really thin if I do play it. Uh, wide receiver, let's kind of look here. I'm not finished completely with my wide receiver plays yet, so I, I don't want to talk anybody up too much. Uh, my model is projecting Jalen Waddle as the best wide receiver play in the week. Uh, again, my model strength is running back. Uh, it does okay 
with the wide receiver, but wide receiver is something I usually like to handcraft. Uh, I like to really control my ownerships on and, and, and make those decisions. Um, but I do have okay. a 3.1 uh, uh, over projection in the model. So my model is actually fairly decent at wide receiver. Um, it's usually pretty good at the punt plays. Zay Jones is the top projecting punt. Um, so, yeah, it, Zay Jones, I'm going to be following that questionable tag. But if it looks like Zay Jones is playing and, you know, he's going to be going full strength, Zay Jones is a guy I like a lot. Also in that game is uh, Christian Kirk. And uh, the dude's usage has been incredible. And the guy's just getting the job done. He's only 6,600. I, I like that play a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody's going to be touching Tyler Lockett this week. Um, you know, 5,600 uh, after kind of a, not a great week. I take that back. His protection, his ownership is projected really high. That surprises me. Uh, but he, he's projecting at 20, 20% ownership. Uh, uh, that's shocking. Hmm. Huh. All right. Well, yeah. That's also again. That's also a game I I haven't really broken down yet. So, um, well then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Yeah. Tight but, end. Uh, tight end is always uh, like defense is you know pitch your poison. Yeah. Avoid high owned defenses in tournaments. That's the only strategy that really applies. Mm-hmm. You know, the highest owned defense in in, in tournaments is never worth playing. Uh, right now it's the punt play. It's the Dallas Cowboys at 2,500 projecting at about 20% ownership, way too high, way too high. Uh, San Francisco 49ers against the Carolina uh, Panthers, uh, projecting at about, uh, 10 to 15% ownership. That's really high too. Um, it's my model's favorite defensive play. The ownership, you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to fade that. I, I always full fade high owned defenses. Um, it's just a smart thing to do. Uh, this week, Tyler Higby is projecting at uh, 30% ownership at tight end. Uh, that's usually a play I move off again, off of. If I see really high ownership on the tight end, that's another uh, uh, full fade. So 4,300, I'm going to walk away from Tyler Higby. Um, Kyle Pitts has half the ownership of Tyler Higby. Kyle Kyle Pitts has half the ownership of Kyle uh, uh, Higby, but he also has the exact same projections. So, you know, I know nobody wants to play Kyle or Pitts. Uh, you know, the dude has been the Pitts, but it makes sense in a tournament. Um, Hawkinson projecting well, you know, puts up, a, you know, the 20-plus points last week, just falls out. I can't remember if it was 20 or 30 points. I don't know I didn't play him, so I, I just uh, I only looked at him and other people kicking my ass who did play him because his chalk was so high. Yeah. Again, I don't play the high chalk tight ends, and Higby's that guy this week, and you know he could go for thirty points. But it, a high end, a high chalk tight end generally is more likely to fail because the volatility of the position is so high that it's just not worth taking the risk. You know, if, if they end up if they end up balling out and hitting their ceiling or smashing their ceiling like last week, you take the L, man. You take the L knowing you did the right thing. And you know, if you're you, you play a little poker, Clark, yeah. you gotta know you can't you cannot get tilted. As soon as you're tilted and you start questioning your process, you're gonna fail as a gambler. And uh so 
don't, you know, you, you take a loss. I lost last week. Yep. I lost big because I did not play TJ Hawkinson and TJ Hawkinson was the puzzle piece that was absolutely needed to win um, your tournaments. And I also kind of walked away from that Detroit game uh, because of the ownership. I, I played, I played a lot of it, but I wasn't where I needed to be. 33, yeah. 33, 33 points from your tight end Hawkinson last week. Wow. So yeah, dude just smashed the ceiling. Yep. Fucking broke things. Awesome. Um, that's not going to yep. happen. Tyler Higby's not going to do that this week. I, I could guarantee you that. Um, All right. Logan yeah. Thomas. Okay. Logan Thomas is in a pretty good spot. Um, you know, 3,200, 12, uh, 12 point ceiling with, uh, you know, about 5% ownership. Uh, Jawan Johnson, the tight end for the New Orleans Saints, projecting well. The dude can play. We've seen him. We've seen him have some good games. Um, he's at under five percent ownership. He's three thousand. Dawson Knox, man, I'm not playing that out of the stack, but he's projecting well. And then we we talked about the punt of the week, and I think this is the key. I think you could play this guy outside of the game stack, and he's going to give you some value to make shit happen to win lots of money. And that's uh, Kay Botton of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, right now projected under 3% ownership. And uh, the dude's 2,500 and he's projecting at about 10 to 12 points. So the punt of the week know. is Otten. All right. Yeah. You heard Otten's it here. The punt of the week. There it is. Al? Right, that wraps everything up. There it is. Hey, great week, Al. Thanks for breaking yeah, let's, let's all of that down money, for man. me and for those listening. Yeah, let's do it. Um, can I ask you one quick question before we roll? Yeah, me too. If anybody out there has Giselle Boonchin's phone number, I'm interested. I just want to put that out into the universe. You're interested. So if you just want to DM me and hit me up you know, with some information, uh, I am looking for, for Giselle Boonchin's phone number. I don't know where to find it. If you had one tip for somebody who uh, – who may be riding uh, riding a bicycle in the rain for the first time last night and it didn't go well. What is your tip for bike riding in the rain? Well, you got to have a guard on the back wheel. Otherwise, the water is just going to be thrown up by the back wheel onto your back. My, it's miserable. My clothes are in the dryer almost finished because of my ride home yeah. last night, my friend. Muddy, too. You'll get, uh, you'll oh. get mud thrown up at you. Um, so you have to have the, the, the guard on the back. Guard, it's on the back, which yeah. Which I think looks lame, so I won't do that. Right. Uh, I just I just suck it up and, you know, you know you're going to get wet, you get wet. I, got, I think it's I got to buy, like, wet pants or something or wet, you know, because yeah, I was in you jeans. Gotta you got to ride with a change of clothes. When okay. I biked every day, I always had a change of clothes in my backpack. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Y'all, we will be back next Friday discussing the week six main slate. Best of luck this week. We will also be on Tuesday night live at the Sports Attic. We do that show every Tuesday night, 6.30 Central Standard Time. That is Al Archer and Clark Lawrenson. Join in on that. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Al, anything, any final parting thoughts as we roll? Yeah, my, my Twitter is at larger, larger than life. That's L-A-R-C-H-E-R-G-H-E-N-L-I-F-E. Any sit or start, any sit or start questions you have, just hit me up, and I'd be happy to look those over for you. All right. Hey, have a good night. Have a good morning. Have a good day. <laughs>